This is a Morley Radio podcast. Welcome to the London Hat Week at Home podcast series. I'm Georgina Abbott, co-founder of London Hat Week and owner of Atelier Millinery, a hat making business based in London. In this episode, we're joined by two of Morley College London's own millinery team, Vivian Lake and Iona Montgomery. Iona and Viv joined the London Hat Week team for the last London Hat Week as managers of um, two of our masterclass venues. So they're actually insiders. This is why we're asking them for the inside scoop as well as their view as tutors. Iona and Viv, welcome and thank you so much for taking part in the London Hat Week at Home podcast series. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your own millinery businesses? And I'll come to you, Viv, first. All right. Hello. Um, Thanks for having us along. It's nice. (laughs) Um, So I suppose I started the millinery about 10 years ago, but in France. So I trained in Normandy after doing applied arts, which I didn't quite find applied enough. Um, and kind of did it on a bit of a whim, really, um, but really liked it and I'm still doing it somehow now. I'm not sure that was always the best idea, but it, it's worked out quite nicely in the end. Um, so my, yeah, my training in France is probably kind of quite traditional compared to over here, um, mm-hmm. where, yeah, you kind of, I don't know, it's kind of about artisanal and it's kind of, it's quite strict and kind of traditional and it's not about design, but I kind of, I really liked it in a way because it was also quite strict and mathematical and kind of, I don't know, I think there's, there's pleasure in that also. And then I worked a bit in costume millinery through one of the um, kind of internships I'd done through my first course. And then I moved to the UK after a bit and I went to the KCC the same year as Iona. Um, hey (laughs) so we trained together at the KCC and I really like that as well and actually I think Iona and I have kind of got quite a few parallels in that way as in um, well she was in France before the KCC anyway she was in France and like (laughs) we both did the KCC but both kind of had already quite a bit of technical knowledge I feel and I really love the KCC thing because you um well, that's now become the Mordi College one because of the merger, but um, mm. because it was all kind of a bit about design and experimentation and all the other bits that hats do, as in not just the making of hats, but the kind of thinking about hats and doing the hats and experimenting with the hats and having fun with the hats. Um, so I did that. And then I, I interned for House of Flora, which ended up, she recommended me to Stephen Jones, where I went to work in model for a while, again with Iona. It does seem that we have quite a lot of parallels. But we both worked in model, which means that we both did the kind of, um, I suppose, quite a lot of kind of exhibition work or catwalk work or kind of out mode rather than more commercial stuff there. And... I always worked part-time and kind of did a load of freelancing on the side. So I carried on with House of Flora, but I also did some freelancing with Sarah Kant, who I still freelance with. And I don't know, and all these odd jobs that would come up, I ended up making stained glass for the Serpentine Gallery. And I ended up, I don't know, doing all different things. (laughs) Um, 
through yeah saying yes to a lot and I just kind of carried on doing that for a while and uh, then I started teaching at the RCA four years ago and then I've been teaching at the well Kensington and Chelsea College slash Morley College for the past two years um, and I still do a lot of freelancing uh, for all different people really um, I've made some gloves recently for Zilva uh, that was a challenge too far, really. <laughs> I um, have been making, yeah, performance pieces for ballerinas and exhibition pieces and a load of hats for partly Atelier Millinery and then still for Sarah, still for Flora and a bit for Jordan, uh, Jordan Luca or accessories I don't know lots of different things really so a lot of hats a bit of teaching well that's really varied and I didn't realize that's how you two had met Iona could you tell us a little bit about your millinery business yeah well I I don't know I had a bit of a weird one that I when I was 14 I suddenly decided that I wanted to make hats which is quite niche and random for a 14 year old to probably want to do that but I was really sort of driven about it and I would do try to do work experience and school holidays and things like that um, but I actually ended up going um, I did went to uni and did French um, and on my year abroad because obviously I had the, the back of my head that I wanted to you know do millinery I managed to really amazingly and I, I really don't know how I managed to do it um, get an internship at Maison Michel uh, for a year which was wow. incredible and mm. that's where I learned how to where I started learning how to make hats um, and they were very kind because they just thought I was there to speak French and so they were really <laughs> understanding if I couldn't do anything but they yeah so and then finished university and started an internship at Philip Tracy um, and then I was there for a year oh yeah I just say so did an internship and then slightly um, sort of <laughs> was almost overstaying my welcome and they kind of gave me a job on the back of that which was brilliant <laughs> so then was there for a year and I knew I always wanted to do the HNC course at Kensington Chelsea slash Morley because I hadn't really done any design I'd just I sort of felt like I technically learned skills in millinery but I just didn't know if I could do it on my own and I did always slightly have that in the back of my mind that I wanted to so did the course, met lovely Viv, um, <laughs> and uh, I then set up my business after completing that course. And then I also sort of um, worked for Stephen Jones also part-time, so I could do my business and also work at Stephen's. And so did that for, I think I was there for four years, it sort of just blinked. <laughs> um, and now I went full-time for my own business probably about must be just over two years ago two years ago um so i've just been doing that now and my i mainly focus on um sort of uh, formal hats for special occasions and i also have another brand which is called monty which is sort of like a sub brand um and they're more everyday styles mm. which include fedoras and turbans obviously the millinery can be the formal wear is quite seasonal so yeah. quite good I was trying to cover every hat avenue. So Iona was it also Viv who roped you into London Hat Week? She very kindly offered me up actually <laughs> <a> very sweet <laughs> hat. 
but it was amazing I had such an amazing time because um, I did the I was assisting Jane Pryor's and it was amazing. I've never seen fish leather before and it was just beautiful. It's really surprising, isn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. Viv, can you tell us how you first got involved in London Hat Week? Um, so I was trying to think of when I first kind of heard of Hat Week existing and I realised I don't really know because <laughs> I went to the Atelier Millinery shop when I was first in London years and years ago. And I, I got really excited about the shop and like everyone was really sweet. <laughs> oh, there. And then I think you've kind of just been in the best way, but be part of the furniture since. So by stealth, we got you involved. <laughs> so, like the, um, so then I came and helped Sarah Kent, who had just had her second child a couple of years ago, um, and babysat for her whilst she did her course. <laughs> and then did it more formally last year um, and was on Sarah Kent's course and Anne Tomlin's. And it's, I mean... It's a great way of eavesdropping on some really great people's knowledge. <laughs> so, yeah, pick up some tips. I really liked it. I thought it was great. It was really good. I just kind of got to see what everyone was doing. And also, I don't know, I think millinery is like such a lovely community, so it's really nice to meet those people as well and be involved yeah. with you guys, obviously, as well, at Atelier. And I don't know, yeah, and saw Terry, who was also assisting on um, Carol uh, Mayer's um, materials. So I don't know, it's nice. You get to kind of see other bits of millinery and other people and their techniques and kind of in a a whole new setting, really. I think it's (laughs) kind of quite good because you get very into your way of working. So it can be a little bit insular, can't it? But now you're both part of the London Hat Week family, so there's no escape. Um, <laughs> we're in. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a series of interviews called London Hat Week Headliners, and we ask everybody the same set of questions. So we're going to run these past you now, if that's okay. I'm going to ask you to cast your minds back and ask you, Viv, what was the first hat that you made or bought? So I don't know which one came first, but... <laughs> The first hat that was like my hat and I was incredibly excited about was for my my eldest sister's first wedding. So I think I must have been like 11 or something. And my parents had a shoe store in All Saints Market in Cambridge. Mm. Um, and next to the shoe store, there was this really cool woman called Townsend. I don't know her surname. I hope she's still <laughs> making hats. <laughs> and she made hats and I thought she was amazing. And I got I, I, maybe a hat that I wouldn't choose anymore, but a, a straw hat for my sister's <laughs> wedding. And I remember that I really, I, I wasn't like keen on that wedding because I didn't like her husband much, but they've divorced now, so it's fine. Um, but I really liked my hat. Like I thought the hat was the best thing. So that was my first bought hat. And the first hat I made was this, um, it was it was a reversible uh, bucket Ooh, hat. Very cool. I know. I think I there it. was a lot of pattern. <laughs> there was like three different patterns of fabric. Um, oh, wow. I was with this woman called Helena, who's a really good friend still, and who has this really strange shop of curiosities called Little Blood um, that 
and she kind of collects strange things. And um, yeah, we made that together and it was really good fun. I must have been 11 or 12, uh, but really liked sewing. But yeah, I don't think either of them, I can't really show them as pieces that I would say I really like still, but I was, they both made me very happy though. That's what started it all off with. So Iona, can you remember what was the first hat that you made or bought? I can. I think actually, I think I I bring it out on many occasions. Actually, I think Viv might have seen it. It's um, well, the first one that I actually made from start to finish was when I was out um, at Maison Michel, and it's a tiny miniature turquoise strip straw bowler hat, oh. and <laughs> it is so sweet. But it, the reason why it's so small is because it was a strip straw, but it was all hand stitched, and it took me. I think my whole internship was basically doing that hat. <laughs> that would be a very expensive hat. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was probably my first. And, yeah, I love it. I have seen it and it's beautiful. It's so sweet, isn't it? <laughs> we should put a picture of it on social media. <laughs> I know, I should have worn it. It's sort of stuck in the studio at the moment. <laughs> What's your favourite hat style to wear? I... I I actually really love a beret. Um, mm. I have loads of different ones, which I actually found. I don't think I've actually made them myself. <laughs> but I do love a beret, and I'm hoping to make a few rate like different styles of them. Um, I just think they're really flattering, and I maybe it reminds me a bit of being in Paris. I don't know, but mm. I also my 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 actually my favourite probably is a lovely little navy beanie hat, which was crocheted by our lovely Vivian, who gave it to me for my birthday, which was really sweet because I lost mine on the bus. Uh, so I love that one. I wear that one all the time. Um, so that might be. <laughs> and Viv, what's your favourite hat style? Um, well, I keep making the same one, more or less. So I feel, I feel like it must be my favourite, but it's not that I've chosen it particularly. It's just I keep making this kind of slightly pointy hat. And I've made it out of felt, I've made it out of straw. I always think it's a new idea, and it's not. It's just, again, the same pointy hat. So I think that must be my favourite type of hat, because it keeps reappearing. So Viv and Iona, you have both made hundreds of hats between you and taught so many milliners how to make their own hats. Who would you like to make a hat for and what would you use to make it? And I'll ask you that first, Viv. So I'm not sure who I'd make it with for. So I've decided it's more like who I'd make it with. Because like there's some I think I enjoy that most. Like I really love the people I work with. Mm. Who I make it for, then they like they have the hat and they take it away and that's very nice. Mm. But like it's who you make it with that I think. Um would be really exciting. And I went to this exhibition recently and there was uh, Frances Uprichard's exhibition in the Barbican. And she had all these like figurines and these miniature hats that were amazing and really kind of fantastic and strange and bizarre in every way. And I thought, oh, I'd like to make her hats with her. But also just so that I could sit around and just watch what she was doing. And like, I don't know. There's something great about sitting in people's workshops and just seeing what they're doing and what's going on and how they work and how their brains work and what their decisions, how their decisions happen. And I think I'm, yeah, so 
I'd say Frances L. Pritchard, but I don't think she'd wear the hat. It'd be more as part of her work. But I, th- it would, I think it, I'm hoping that still counts. Iona, how about you? Well, mine's quite boring now because I don't know what it is. But I, was, I mean, if I think about it, I've always had a bit of a, like, um, a fa- I, just because he's such a hat person, I'd really like to make a mental feather headdress for Jamiroquai. He just oh. wears the hat so well, and I've just always been like, I really want to. <laughs> I really want to do that. <laughs> that would be super cool. I mean, you could do anything. He would all, I mean, amazing. So I'd probably choose him. If you could go back in time to have a hat made by any milliner or hatter for yourself, who would it be? I would probably have, well, when I was out, part of my university degree doing um, my year abroad in France, I had to write a sort of dissertation and I chose to, talk about how Coco Chanel impacted the feminist movement in France. And actually, obviously, then digging into it and, you know, I found out that she was a milliner before obviously focusing on fashion design, but actually I would love to have a hat made by her when she was a milliner. I think that would be amazing <laughs> to see how her sort of style had evolved. I also <laughs> love that even through your French French dissertation, you still managed to make it about hats. I know. I was so it's like driven. kind of about feminism, <laughs> but kind of also just How about can hats I again. hats into any situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good skill. <laughs> um, I, I kind of I, again, I, I took your question slightly lightly, and I decided that. I'd, I'd really like I'd really like Victor Browner to design me a hat, but so he's an artist who always does these really weird things with heads, and they're really great. And he puts a load of people in fish heads, and like they're just oh, lots of fish, fish heads. Head. I love a fish heads. <laughs> well, they're pointy at the top often, you know, because they look like the top of the fish. It's the pointy hat thing; it comes back again and again. Anyway, so I kind of thought, well. As much as I'd love a milliner to make me a hat, like I already kind of know how to make the hats. So what I'd really like is to hang out for an afternoon with Victor Browner, uh, who I think is long gone. Um, And we'd get really excited. And like we'd kind of think about hats and get really excited. And then, you know, I'd kind of get to see what that person's process is as well and how they think and we'd get excited and like get all the materials out of all the cupboards <laughs> and make a funny hat. Uh, and I think it would be a really great afternoon slash couple of days. I don't know. It depends on the hat. I'm not controlling it. I'm not designing it. So yeah, well, that would be my, great. that'd be my hat. Yeah. <laughs> And Viv, what is your favourite hat from film, TV or theatre? Um, I, I remember Jordan, um, who used to work at Stephen with us, um, once showed me a picture of this iguana that is wearing this little pink <laughs> carnival hat with <laughs> feathers coming out of it. And it's out of this scene of uh, the Holy Mountain, um, which is... Um, and there's this scene, which doesn't end well, actually. Don't watch the end of it. Only watch, if you look it up, like only watch the first 50 seconds. Like the last, t- don't, just don't. But 
the first bit is all these uh, toads and iguanas in these little hats that have like little <laughs> beads and feathers and they're all made of cardboard. And I would have loved to be the person doing the dressing of the toads and iguanas. <laughs> that would have been the dream, the absolute dream of costume millinery. Are they real toads and real iguanas? <laughs> yeah, I, I think mean, they're quite probably... slippery, quite hard to get there. <laughs> cardboard hat to stick on well they're not frogs so i reckon frogs are probably quite slippery but toads and iguanas dead dry i think yeah a bit dry <laughs> quite dry <laughs> uh, quite a sort of standard response from me um no i actually i mean it's not so much a um hat a, a, like one sole hat but i really like the um hats that have been used in the recent, like sort of well, not like through, I mean, throughout Harry Potter were pretty cool. I really like mm. the, um, I don't know, they're just, yeah, they are cool in general, but I really like the ones that have been in the series, the sort of fantastic beast films, mm. which are, they're really, I was just, I was looking at them. I, have, I haven't seen all the films, but I just saw a snapshot of these hats and they are, they're a real nod to the era, but they're just a bit witchy. I think the designs are really cool. Mm. Um, yeah, I just think they're, they're just sort of, yeah, a bit more unique. I do think they're cool. But there's <laughs> right. no, no iguana or a toad in the house. <laughs> Witches have toads. Oh, you're right. Quite so, yeah. So let's just bring ourselves back to people wearing hats, Viv. What tips do you have for someone who's choosing a hat for themselves, maybe for the first time? Um, I'd say just put it on. <laughs> like... No, but it sounds really daft, but put it on because it, I think put it on and also then give it like, give it a little, give it a moment, you know, because mm. I think as much as we're very used to, for instance, like choosing some jeans and we can look at them flat and know what they'll look like on our legs. I think hats you have to try on and mm. also you have to kind of try them all on and you have to take a bit of time. You sometimes see people try on a hat for five seconds and I don't know because it's a strong color or something they feel embarrassed and take it straight off mm. and then they don't like I don't know so just put it on and then like leave it on for a bit and look in the mirror and yeah. like you know it's it's it can be quite fun so just like yeah put it on would be my advice <laughs> put it on and keep it on for a bit yeah. and then buy it <laughs> possibly Iona what advice would you give to somebody choosing a hat for the first time well quite similarly to Viv I mean I've got a lot I mean a lot of my clients are very much they come in and say oh, I'm really not a hat person or I don't I just don't wear hats kind of thing and like I said, I'd always say, just try on as many as mm. you can, because it's almost like trying to get used to yourself wearing a hat. And then actually, once you're used to it, you kind of can tell yourself what suits you. And then if the, when they come in for a, a, sort of the first fitting, I would encourage them to try on as many bits around in my studio, the different collections, just mm. so they can gauge what, you know, and see what they, that they like. And actually weirdly i'd say 75 percent of the time it's the hat that they go for is always the first one they try on mm. um and yet yeah, they've tried on the rest for hours yeah. but it's, i think it's good you just got to try on as many as possible you just then you'll get an eye for what you mm. what suits you 
because um, if you don't wear them all the time, how are you meant to know? Um, yeah, so true. There's that really good hat face as well, isn't there? The pouty one. The, the, <laughs> yeah, so there's this thing where once you find the right hat, people people will find the right hat, they put it on, and immediately they do it like their hat face, which yeah. is like their happy hat face. Yeah. And it's, it's a, a great thing. hat face. Yeah. It's a great hat face. Yeah. It's like, I found my hat. Now I'm putting on my hat face because I have found the right hat. And it seems to work. It is. Yeah, it's a good yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. And this is our last headline of question, Viv. I'm going to ask you, could you finish this sentence for us? The joy of a hat is... Different for everyone, I think. You think there's a lot of this thing is the best or that thing's the best or whatever in millinery and it's not. It's just it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It's not so it's, it's some hats. Yeah. <laughs> do, do do what you like. It's good fun. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so the joy of a hat is different for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, and Iona I'd say the joy of a hat is that it doesn't matter what hat it is even if it's a rain hat a gardening bonnet or whatever it will always complete an outfit they always just look yeah look the part (laughs) so we know you're both teaching at Morley College London Iona I'll come to you first what do you think is the next big project for the millinery team well, I think it's probably the fact that obviously during lockdown, I mean, other students before we went into lockdown were working on their final collections. And I mean, Viv and I both know it's a, it's a real course where you have to keep up momentum and keep up with the deadlines. And it's, I think that's really tricky. And obviously with schools not having been open, a lot of the students have young children, so it's difficult to have the time to have done it. So I think the next challenge probably will be to accommodate for that change in momentum and Mm. to try and give the students as much support um, and guidance that they need to complete Mm. the connections. I I mean, I don't know how that will pan out, but I think that's probably the next challenge Um, because they work so hard and it just seems, Mm. yeah, they need to have the you know, be able to have the support to do yeah. collections kind of thing. We've we've got the wonderful Sarah who is doing uh, a lot of emailing yeah. from what I can tell and who is trying to get it to be the best situation it can be. But it's been a real tough one for the students this year. And I think it's it's kind of, it's not, it, it, this year it's difficult, the kind of, whole corona thing is really difficult for everyone and I think the KCC year is quite an intense year and Mm. it's very tricky for those who have had it really interrupted kind of just when it was getting to that point where you need to kind of be really intensely focused it's really important I think just to keep going in Mm. some form and also forgive yourself if you can't because you've got a couple of kids who just bit your toe whilst you were trying to sew something together or whatever it is. Like, it's good to forgive yourself as well uh, yeah. for whatever happens. But I think, yeah, I think keeping going. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite hard because the course as well, I mean, half of the joy of having it at the college is that you have all those access to all the amazing blocks and you've got everything mm. there. And so it's quite hard, you know, who has a sort of 
I don't know, one of those extractor fans of the house to do stiffening. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's already there. So yeah. it's quite hard yeah. not being able to have that because that is part of the yeah. course. But, you know, it will, you know, it will, it will be worked out. Yeah. The lovely will. Sarah will sort out. She's yeah. the right woman for the job. She is. <laughs> um, we're looking forward to seeing you at the next London Hat Week in October. Um, which is the event that you are most looking forward to? Um, well, last year I saw some really great photos of Martine trying on <laughs> the most amazing headpieces. <laughs> I think it was maybe it was a tour of the opera or something. I yeah. can't remember. Oh, I want to do that uh, and try on everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd like to do. How about you, Iona? What have you got your eye on? <laughs> I I actually would quite like to do a bit more with thermoplastics because um, mm. it's definitely an area that I don't know that much about. So I'll look into doing workshops. Um, I think all like attending them, or just you know, just having a look. And I actually I really like the look of um, the sketching with Rachel. Yeah because actually mm. I really enjoy I mean it's definitely been ingrained in me from the HNC but I really enjoy the design development mm. bit and sketching all the hats and things like that before doing a collection so and yet I always basically draw the same face because it's just <laughs> quick and it, I know how to do it so I'd be really interested in like just doing a bit more practice with that. We are hoping that everything is going to go ahead in October as planned but we are waiting on advice and guidance just like everybody else. So Viv and Iona, thank you so much for joining us today for this um, recording of this podcast for the London Hat Week at Home. It's been great speaking to you. Yay. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, very good to see you too, both of you. Uh, and yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be able to catch up at some point in October. You've been listening to Vivian Lake and Iona Montgomery with me, Georgina Abbott of London Hat Week on Morley Radio. To find out more about London Hat Week, visit www.londonhatweek.com or follow London Hat Week at Instagram, Facebook or Twitter.